So I hope you found the video interesting. Um, if you're, I need to say this, if you're listening on the podcast um, and you're expecting a sermon, um, there isn't going to be one as such. What you need to do is look at the link in the Life Group notes and watch the video first. Um, and then this is a discussion on the video that we've just watched. Um, so, Steve, uh, the video started with Charlie Mackesy, the artist, um, an interesting character. Um, I think he was quite uh, fearful, I guess, of um, talking about the Holy Spirit and um, in particular being prayed for. He said that he preferred to leave uh, and go and have a smoke um, rather than kind of stay in that environment. Is that something that you can relate to? Well, I've never gone out for a smoke before um, <laughs> in a church service. In the middle of the sermon, now and again, that I've been preaching, I've thought of it. Even though I don't, I don't smoke. Um, well, I certainly can understand where the guy was coming from on that because uh, we're all made differently, aren't we? And uh, some people are very gregarious and unreserved and uninhibited and demonstrative and extrovert, and I'm not. If you've got a, a scale of zero, which is extreme introvert, to ten, which is extreme extrovert, I'm probably a three, maybe a, a four. And uh, I certainly understand him because I would not tend to be the first in the line for someone, um, you know, if, if someone's asking for, for, for prayer. And I wouldn't be that way. And I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian pastor. And you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> so um, I think that sometimes this has to do, you know, with the kind of personality that we are. We can be either introverts, extroverts. I've got a great cartoon here. We just uh, saw this the other day. Um, it, it is there. <laughs> a difference between an introvert and an extrovert. You know, I'm staying in tonight, and the extrovert's looking very downcast and uh, and depressed there. And the introvert is saying, "I'm staying in tonight." Well, that's me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I think I'm quite similar, really. And. Um... <laughs> It's the pink scarf, isn't it? That's what's done. It set me off. I, I remember the pink slippers as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll okay. talk about them. Um, <laughs> but I did, I did find Charlie very relatable on the video, and I quite like um, his honesty in talking about his, his thought process during the prayer, which was the carpet, um, the Adam's apple, and then the sort of smell of... <laughs> Of fish, and that was sort of his yeah. preoccupation. And if you, you know, if you're going to be praying for someone the following morning, don't have a, a, a garlic ball tea the night before, no, no. like I did last night. So if you want prayer this morning, this is the man. Okay, <laughs> don't come uh, my way. Uh, the thing that grabbed me most with, uh, with with Charlie was that he seemed to be totally disinterested uh, in what was happening, and uh, he was so conscious of the Adam's apple and the carpet and uh, and the kippers. But yet something did happen to him and that he felt this overwhelming sense of uh, peace when he was prayed for. Um, you know, he didn't have any super du duper uh, lightning in the sky emotional experience. But what happened was a, a deep-seated peace and uh, a w sense of well-being. And uh, I know that I've experienced that as well. You might have too. And I know that many people that I've spoken to, that when they are prayed uh, for God the Holy Spirit to come upon them, that's the experience that uh, they, they, they've had. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, let's just talk about the Holy Spirit for a minute, because the video also started with those vox pops of the people trying to give an answer to what the Holy Spirit was, and there was all sorts of different answers there. Someone said angels, someone <laughs> said they didn't really know, someone said part of the Trinity, someone said their conscience, and it was a lot of um, confusion. Do you think it's difficult to kind of get your head around the Holy Spirit, to understand who he is? Yeah, I do. Um, Toby, the, the presenter, admitted that all the way through his childhood, he uh, not really known anything at all about the Holy Spirit. That was uh, ex with the exception of school, when they had the assembly prayer, and the prayer at the end finished with, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I think it's probably much easier for us to get our heads around God the Father and God the Son, Jesus Christ. Because whether we had a father that was known to us as we were growing up or not, we know the concept of a father. And similarly with a son. And particularly when we read the, the gospel accounts, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, we read so much of Jesus Christ that we can relate to him, that Jesus is the human face of God, you could say. So, Father and Son, yes, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, I think that the Holy Spirit is uh, much more difficult to get our heads around. And worse still, in the days when we only had the authorized version of the Bible, the, the King James Version, which was written in 1611, um, it tended to use not so much the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Ghost. And I remember as a child feeling a bit, you know, that sounds a bit strange, a bit spooky. So yes, the Holy Spirit, I would say, is, is more difficult for us generally to understand than Father and Son. So, what do you think is the best way for us to understand who the Holy Spirit is then? Um, I would say that probably it's better for us to think uh, about the work that the Holy Spirit does. Um, and we'll be looking at this a lot more uh, next week, and we saw this morning there in the video that the Holy Spirit was involved in creation, creating something which is beautiful out of nothing. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. He still does that. He creates something which is beautiful in our lives, very often out of nothing. And then we went through all of those, uh, those Old Testament prophets in Old Testament times. It seemed that the Holy Spirit came upon certain people at certain times for certain tasks. And the, whole, the, the Old Testament um, prophets were inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak words of prophecy of a day which was coming when God would send His Spirit upon all flesh. So it wouldn't be certain people, certain times, certain tasks, but upon all flesh. And we see that uh, coming about in the New Testament on the day of Pentecost, which was this day that um, they looked forward to hundreds of years later. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, not in a way that they expected, because they started praising God in languages that they never learned. And people in the crowd outside were wondering what on earth this commotion was, and thought that they were all drunk. And Peter says, oh, it's only 9.30 in the morning, we're not drunk yet. That sort of begs the question, no, we won't go there. Um, maybe the biggest change the, 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 that happened when the Holy Spirit came upon these people was that they became supercharged for mission. Before that time they were cowards, they were frightened of their own shadows, they were meeting in locked rooms and then they just became these amazing people 
who just went out and we read that in Acts of the Apostles which is the fifth book for those who don't know that in the New Testament the first four books we've got the Gospels uh, Matthew Mark Luke and John which speak of the life of Jesus essentially and the next book is a history book with what happens with the earliest Christians for the next 25 years on and it's an amazing story it really is the Holy Spirit came upon the earliest Christians and they were just supercharged um, they were cowards who were turned into very very courageous men and women and uh, they were transformed people and they became generous and loving and compassionate and kind and um, they uh, went through persecution they suffered persecution for the message and they witnessed miracles and they were full of joy and the reason for all of these changes in their lives and many of you today can probably say much the same that there's been a huge change in your life since you became a Christian and received God the Holy Spirit and that's what God the Holy Spirit does he enables us to change in a way that we could never change without him because you know Christianity isn't something about us trying our best to do good and to keep to the rules because we can never do it we haven't got the power and it's God the Holy Spirit that does it. Sorry, it was a long answer. That's fine. I, I think it's a good, I think it's a helpful summary in the, <laughs> the Holy Spirit allows us to act for God in the world. And I think a brilliant example of that on the video was, was Jackie Pollinger. And if you've been um, a Christian for a long time, you, you, I'm sure you might well come across her before. She's quite um, well known, but if you haven't or you don't know, she's this incredible um, woman who, who just felt called to be a missionary. Um, and she received all sorts of um, opposition when she was told she was too young, she was told she didn't have the right education, she was told she didn't have the right skills to do it, um, but she was just encouraged by her, her, her vicar just to go for it, and she booked a one-way ticket <laughs> on a boat um, and ended up in Hong Kong and, and, did it, and didn't just do a work, but dedicated her whole life out there. And it was a time when there was a lot of poverty, people were turning to, to prostitution, to drugs. Um, the area they mentioned where she worked there in the, in the walled city was ruled by the, the triad gangs. I'm sure many of you will have heard of them. Um, and she just received so much opposition, uh, but she persevered, I think through the power of the Holy Spirit. She kept going. Um, she, she started youth groups. She, she started to win the trust of people. Um, and, and she changed lives. And, and the, the society that she started, St. Stephen's Society it's called, is now the most successful drug rehabilitation program in the world. And the work continues out there today. She's still doing that work. Um, so she's just amazing. It was great to see her on the video. And she did that quote. She said, and if you caught it, she said, and we need to have soft hearts and hard feet. Mm. And not have hard feet and soft hearts. And I just think that's a really um, great way of thinking about it. I don't know what yeah. your thoughts were. She's a hero of mine as well. She really is a tremendous woman. And the, the work that she's done there um, in Hong Kong is not down to her own abilities because she really had none. Um, but it was God the Holy Spirit using someone who was frail and probably a little bit foolish in the, the, the eyes of the world to do what he did and yet um, God the Holy Spirit used her in that way and I think she's a wonderful woman and um, the quote that we put on the, the front page of the newsletter this month is a quote from William Carey very famous quote and uh, that could be said of her as well and that is that she's a person who ex uh, expected great things from God and also attempted great things for God as well. 
And uh, one of the many things that the Holy Spirit does is that he softens the hardness of our hearts and to feel a compassion that we wouldn't have otherwise felt uh, without the Holy Spirit. In fact, we used to sing a song in this church some years ago. I'll sing it to you now. <laughs> See if you're still awake. Soften my heart, Lord, soften my heart. From all indifference, set me apart. To feel your compassion, to weep with your tears, soften my heart. And you see, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That he's the one that comes in and softens our heart. And, um, you know, lo looking at me, you know me. Uh, you will know that I'm a work in progress. Um, I'm not the finished article yet. Um, one day I will be, and one day you will be as well. But this softening of heart is something which I've experienced in my own life. Um, that kind of change. There was a time when I didn't really have any compassion for those who were on the margins of society. And I think probably, as I look back, I was too full of myself in order to feel compassion on anyone else's problems. But I've changed and I'm changing. And these days, I, I, I can say honestly that I am much more able to look through the eyes of Jesus through the eyes of Christ that other people who are different from myself and perhaps sort of, uh, whereas I used to be very very critical sometimes for the mess that people made of their lives uh, I am not so today and that I am able to look at them through the eyes of Christ and through his love for them and to know that they are loved eternally by him and that's one of the changes I would say that the Holy Spirit has made in my life. Um, what she said about, uh, I thought it was a great quote, didn't you? Soft hearts, hard, hard feet. And we can have soft hearts and we can feel loads and loads of compassion for people, but we also need to follow through that we need the perseverance and the stickability and the ability to turn our compassionate thoughts into action. In other words, we need to put feet on our prayers. And I think that that is also really, really important. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I agree completely. And we're going to continue the next couple of weeks to look at who the Holy Spirit is and, and, and the difference that he makes in our lives. And we're going to be doing this for the next couple of weeks. Um, but perhaps just in summary of today, how important would you say is the Holy Spirit for the Christian life? Wow, absolutely essential. You know, just as there's no Christianity, uh, Christianity without Christ, there's no Christianity without the Holy Spirit either. That the Holy Spirit is not some optional extra to the Christian faith, um, but he's the one who opens our eyes in the, in the first place to see Jesus. And, uh, you know, sometimes I've heard people saying, oh, that I was so resistant to God and then the penny dropped. And what they're saying essentially is that um, it was... God the Holy Spirit who opened their eyes and um, he's the one who comes into our lives oh we, we've got another 20 minutes yet where are you going? <laughs> very presumptuous aren't they? No, no. very I, very presumptuous I gave them the nod Steve I gave okay. them the, <laughs> the Apostle Paul um, he speaks in the New Testament of the Holy Spirit being the good deposit who guarantees our inheritance. In other words, what he is saying there is that the Holy Spirit is God's down payment on us. The, the first installment from God that God is going to follow through on 
everything that he has promised. And that first installment is God the Holy Spirit. Um, the one who began the work in us will complete it. He is our guide, our comforter. He's the one that makes God real to us. And he's the one who enables us to live a life which is pleasing to God. In my office, I've got uh, probably a thousand books there. And uh, I've got a, a number of books on the Holy Spirit. And one of the books is a great big tome. And um, it's the Holy Spirit in the life uh, oh, oh, sorry, Holy Spirit in the New Testament letters of Paul. So, you know, it's a great big book of a thousand pages, tiny writing, and that's just what this wonderful American professor by the name of uh, Gordon Fee has written on that. And what I love about that book is the, the title of it. Because the title of that book, I think, sums up exactly what the Holy Spirit is about. And the title is, God's empowering presence. Yeah? So when you think of the Holy Spirit, just remember those three words. God's empowering presence. We cannot live the Christian life at all without God the Holy Spirit. Fantastic. Absolutely. And um, we just want to take a bit of time now at the end of the service. We've, we've, got, we've got ten minutes or so. Um, just to reflect on that this morning and reflect on the importance of the Holy Spirit and who he is to us and the difference that he makes in our life and just spend some time um, doing that together. We're going to discuss this in our life groups this week and the notes are going to be um, up online. You'll be able to find a link to the video as well if you want to watch that again. So they'll, they'll be up tomorrow, won't they? Yeah, they'll be up tomorrow. Yeah. And if, if you're not a part of a life group and you'd like to be and you'd like to get to know other Christians and uh, have the opportunity to learn something and, and just discuss the things that we are studying together on Sunday, please come and have a chat with us afterwards. We'd love to link you in.